Masechet Nedarim Daf Peh. We began the Mishnah at the beginning of the Perik yesterday that if a woman, a wife says, uh, makes a vow, if I will wash or if I will not wash, if I will adorn or if I will not adorn, uh, then that's called inui nefesh, that's a, a, a vow of affliction and that the uh, husband can um, annul, even if it doesn't relate to their relationship, uh, nevertheless, this is one of the categories that a husband can annul. We're going to ask today, what is this language, if I, uh, uh, if I wash? Uh, why don't you just, just say, washing is forbidden to me? It sounds like this is part of a condition. What's the rest of the condition? If I wash, then what? If I don't wash, then what? So we have to clarify this language. And remember that Rabbi said disagreed with the Tanakhama, um, did he disagree just about the condition part? Did he disagree and say that washing is not considered an affliction and uh, people, some people don't wash and it's okay? Um, what exactly was he referring to, was he objecting to, um, when he says that, no, this is not Nidre Inui Nefesh, only if she says something like, I'm not going to eat any fruit anymore. That is, notice that Abiyose here does not have any condition. So we're going to wonder, in what way does Abiyose exactly disagree with Tanakama. Okay, so we begin here. Uh, we're going to propose uh, three different answers. The first two will be rejected. So we'll end up with the last one. What exactly is she saying when she makes this vow uh, that's called affliction and the husband can annul? Uh, maybe she says, she's making conditions. She says, if I wash, it sounds like ever, um, or for an extended period of time, then all fruit in the world will be prohibited to me. Oh, so now we're filling in because we see the Mishnah only made a condition, an if part, so we're filling in the then part. And so that would be the affliction, would be that she can't have fruit. Um, in that case, we have a couple of questions. First, uh, why, why should the husband annul it? Why should he have the right to annul it? Uh, let her not wash and she will not be prohibited from, uh, from produce um, at all. Uh, in other words, even though not eating fruit is an affliction, but since it's dependent on a condition, and the condition is up to her, and right now we're assuming that not washing is not called an affliction, that people can go on with not washing. We're going to change that assumption, don't worry. Um, but assuming that, so what's the problem? He shouldn't have, to, shouldn't have to null it. It's like if she says, if I go to Chicago, then I won't eat anything. Uh, okay, fine. He doesn't have to annul that because don't, don't go to Chicago. And then you won't have a problem. So that's first of all, he should not have a right to annul it. Second, and furthermore, according to this interpretation, how come the Biyose says this is not called affliction? Biyose agrees that not eating fruit is certainly an affliction, and maybe she will wash, and then she'll be prohibited to eat fruit. So why would the Biyose disagree in this case? Why wouldn't, would it, shouldn't the Biyose agree that this, uh, the, you know, if you can solve this problem, that the, um, the if then, um, truth is, even according to the Biyose, you should say, well, it's an if, if statement, so it's okay. But if you solve this problem, then you're still going to have the problem with Biyose, that the actual affliction is really an affliction. And therefore, the Biyose should agree that it should, um, that the husband should, should annul it. So one way or another, 
either husband should not annul it because there's a condition and she doesn't have to trigger the condition, or, or um, it, if you forget about the condition, the affliction is really bad. And the Biyoseh would agree with Tanakama in that case. So that can't be. Rather, Ela Damara. We're getting the fruit out of the picture and we're focusing everything on washing. And she says um, she's prohibiting herself to wash, but she's also using an if statement. Uh, she's saying, if I wash once, then wash the benefit of washing will be prohibited to me forever. So that would mean that she could either not wash ever, and then she's okay, or she's allowed to wash once. But if she washes once, then washing will be prohibited afterwards. So she, at most she could wash once, but basically she's prohibiting herself from washing. Maybe that's what she means. She used, instead of she could have said just, I'm not going to wash forever, washing is prohibited to me, but she made it in this kind of conditional statement. Um, and now we answered the first question above. This is why she can't, the husband can nullify it because well, she has no choice. If she washes one time, then forevermore she cannot wash. It's prohibited. If she doesn't wash, then even once, then it's true she doesn't trigger the uh, the vow, but she is going to be minuvela. She's going to be disgusting, and uh, this is this is certainly an affliction, and she can't live that way. Okay, so this is good. But but we can answer the biyoseh's problem also. And the biyoseh thinks no, she could be could be that she won't bathe, and we're not con- we're, this is not considered uh, de- de- defiling for her. This is not considered uh, disgusting. And the biyoseh has a higher bar. He says, maybe you could live without washing, but you can't live without eating. All right, so now we solved uh, the both both problems. But we don't like this one either. If this is the case, as you said, where she makes this kind of condition, if I wash, then I will not be able to benefit from washing. Um, and the Biose thinks that not washing is not considered um, an affliction. Um, well, then let him just replace the then part of the statement. Rabbi Yosef could say like this, if I wash, then I cannot ever eat fruit. And uh, so he doesn't have to change two things uh, from Tanakama. He could just change the then part. And so now, oh, this is an affliction, right? Now washing is not an affliction. Now eating fruit is an affliction. But Rabbi Yosef doesn't only do that. He changes a couple of things and he takes off the very... A condition, and so uh, um, so if Ribiose actually was arguing um, just on the condition, then he should have said this condition does not have an affliction because she says if I wash. So you see, the affliction has to be part of the condition as well, not just the consequence of the condition. And washing, washing one time, is not itself a, an affliction, and that's why Ribiose disagrees. And he completely removes it. But it sounds like he actually would agree that not washing is considered an affliction. Therefore, we have to refigure and get a third opinion, a third interpretation. Rather, we're talking about a case where she says, if I wash today, 
then a washing will be prohibited for, for, for me forever. So according to Tanakama, um, because washing is an affliction, washing forever is certainly an affliction, so then, then this condition makes it impossible for her to wash. Because if she washes today, then she'll never be able to. And even washing for one day, not washing for one day, is also an affliction, according to Tanakama. And so if she doesn't wash, it's also an affliction that way either way. According to Tanakama, the husband can nullify it. Whereas, according to the Biyose, he thinks that not washing for one day is not an affliction. Lots of people don't wash for a day. What's the big deal? And therefore, it's uh, the guy could uh, she can simply not wash today, and then the vow will never kick in. And so there's no problem there. And that's why the Biyose disagrees with Tanakama. Um, so you can't put a condition like that on it. And that's why the Biyose goes to a different case and talks about fruit. And so that's the final answer. Now we understand the case of the of the Mishnah. Um, and we'll notice we're adding a lot of words into the Mishnah to try to fit in that if. A uh, simple reading of the Mishnah, as we said yesterday, is just about level of, levels of affliction of affliction, but the Gemara noticing that the Mishnah does use an if language for Tanakama, um, uh, uh, then um, uh, assumes that it must be a case like this. Okay, now, we solved one part of it, but Shenit im elchas, im lo elchas hechidame, you explain to me the condition of if I will wash, right, if I will wash today, then I cannot wash ever again. Um, but what does the second phrase in the Mishnah mean? If I do not wash, what kind of condition it does she make? If she says, the benefit of washing will be prohibited to me forever if I do not wash today. Well, then she doesn't have to, he doesn't have to know that. Let her wash today, and then she'll be fine forever. So there's no there's no affliction ever in that case. That says, oh, this is what she meant to say. And if I do not wash in water that I had flax soaked in it, the this foul, disgusting water, she said that's what she is making a vow, right? If I don't wash. In this disgusting water, then um, I cannot wash ever again. Why would anybody say that? I don't know, but she says it. And so now, either way, she's going to do something disgusting. Either today, wash in disgusting water, or she won't wash in the flat in the flax water. But then she can never wash ever again. That is certainly an affliction, and the husband can undo it. However, we need to reject this answer because it won't make sense in the next clause of the Mishnah. Uh, how are you going to explain the next clause where she says, if I adorn myself, if I don't adorn myself? So does that mean, uh, she says, if I don't adorn myself today, then I can never adorn myself again. So what kind of disgusting way would there be to adorn herself? Does that mean in, instead of putting makeup, makeup, she puts on some gasoline on her? on her face that's not called adorning no one would ever adorn themselves in in uh, in naphtha um that would be disgusting itself so it doesn't make sense to even say the word et kashet to adorn 
with uh, some kind of this flammable liquid. So there's no way we can fit it in. Whereas for washing, you can say washing, even though if you're wa- even though you're washing in disgusting water, it's still called washing, even though you're not going to come out very clean. So we could fit it in here, but we really can't fit it in here. So okay, this is rejected. Instead, Amar of Yehuda, Damra Hanaat Rechisal Olam Alai Im Elchas Hayom. He explains that the, 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 the first clause, when, it's, when she says, if I do wash, it means if I wash today, then the benefit of washing will be prohibited to me forever. That's the answer that we already saw. And the if I don't wash, that's not talking about a neder, but rather a shivuah. Shivuah. I am not going to bathe. It's actually not an if clause, but just the language of a shivuah. In the language of a shivuah, you could say im, and it, without it meaning if, um, right? Like um, such and such has come to me. If I will, if I will, uh, if uh, if I will not um, uh, wash. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't mean a condition. It just means if I will not wash meaning a shivua, I will not wash. Okay, so therefore, that's what it means. It's talking about a shivua. And similarly, hanat kishut imet kashet hayom shelo et kashet. And this, in the next part of it, she says, if I adorn myself today, then I can never adorn myself uh, um, ever. That's the, that's the first case. And when she says, im lo et kashet, um, she's just saying im, not as an if, but rather as part of a shivua formula, if I should, uh, if I do not um, uh, adorn, meaning I will not adorn myself. Okay, so that's his answer. Hold on, in this answer, now you introduce, we're talking about nedarim. This is Masechet nedarim. And all of a sudden, you introduce a shivuah. In that case, the introduction of the Mishnah shouldn't say, these are nedarim that a husband can nullify. It should say, these are nedarim and shivuah that a husband can nullify. Right? So how could you introduce shivuah here? And Avashe's answers Okay, so put that in the Mishnah, right? Maybe that is the right way to read the Mishnah. Or if you don't want to change the language of the Mishnah, Shivot are included within Nedarim. Nedarim could mean has two meanings. This could mean specifically Nedarim, that you say that the object of the of the prohibition is the, uh, the that the object of the prohibition is the item itself, not the person. But Nedarim also has another meaning. It means in general all kinds of oaths. We could prove that this is so from a Mishnah that we had way back on Daftet. If a person says, I'm making a vow like wicked people make a vow, um, then that is valid because that's the way of wicked people to make vows. And that applies not only to, uh, and if he says that, and he's, he was made a neder, um, as a nazir, or for a korban, or a shivuah, all these are valid. Even though it said, you see, shivuah is a subcategory of nedarim in this Mishnah. And so it's fit, it fits into our Mishnah uh, just fine, with, even without adding the word shivuah. All right, good. Now, Vamruda Banan, Rechisa it bea inui nefesh, kilorachsa. All right, so now that we figured out the language, let's go to the content of this. According to Rabbanan, uh, if someone does not wash, that's considered an affliction. That's why the husband can annul her, the wife's vow when she says, I'm not going to wash. 
Now, is that true? Uh, on Yom Kippur, we have five different Ainuyim. Um, that are all prohibited, right? Eating and drinking is one. Bathing is the second one. Anointing, uh, marital relations, and wearing leather shoes. Even though all five are prohibited, but karet, one only gets karet if for eating and drinking and for doing melacha. Okay, melacha is a separate reason because it's Shabbat Shabbaton, but that's not because of Inui. Uh, but of, of the Inuyim, only eating and drinking is considered in Inui uh, because the presumption is bathing, although we're not allowed to bathe, if you go a day without bathing, that's not called Inui. So not everybody bathes every single day. Not everybody necessarily anoints every day. Not everybody has marital intercourse every day. And some people don't always wear leather shoes. But eating and drinking, that's something that within a few hours, you notice it. This is nobody goes a whole day without eating and drinking for fun. Um, so that, that's why even though they're all prohibited, Karet only applies to eating and drinking. And if you say that he not washing for a day, remember we're talking here about the opinion of Rabbanan, who said Amrishnah is a case where the woman says, if I wash today, then I can never wash again. Um, and even not washing for a day is called Ainui. Um, so if you say that not washing is Ainui for even for one day, then on Yom Kippur, um, if he does wash, it should be Chayav Karet because not washing for a day is called Inui, like not eating for a day is called Inui. Therefore, just like if you eat on Yom Kippur, you get Karet, so too if you wash, because then you are not doing Inui, you should get Karet. And so it seems from here that um, the fact that you don't get Karet for washing on Kippur means that not washing for only one day is not considered inui. That's why you don't get karet because you weren't being, you weren't afflicted anyway when you weren't washing, and therefore when you do wash, you didn't change from being not being afflicted to not afflicted the same way as you are when you're not eating and then you eat. So the answer is Rava says you have to treat each matter in its own context. And Yom, on Yom Kippur it says you should afflict yourselves. And this is talking about something that you know right now I am being afflicted. So if you don't eat for a few hours, you're, you keep every second, you're like, when can I eat? I feel thirsty, I want to drink. And so you feel it immediately. Whereas not washing, you don't feel it immediately just then. It's only after a while, then you feel it. That's why the affliction does not kick in just then. However, regarding vows, where it says a husband can nullify his wife's vow for any prohibition that causes a affliction. That is more inclusive. I, um, and that would include anything that will eventually come to a cause affliction, even if she's not feeling affliction immediately. Um, already the body, the, the skin is going to start getting dry, starting getting dirty. It's going to cause 
cause rashes and itching and start being start being smelly. Even if you don't feel it right now, the effects of it will be felt later on. And so um, for Yom Kippur, you have to be you have to feel it right then to and you don't feel it right then. But for vows, you have to feel it even eventually. That's still called. Uh, affliction. All right, so we solved that problem. All right, last chat, last question. We're going to show a, a contradiction between two statements of the Biyose. Here's the first one. The first one we saw above. Uh, here's the second one. Mayan shel bene ha'ir chayehen vechayacherim chayehen kodmin vechayacherim. This is an interesting case. You have a spring of water. And it has limited amount of water, and the people need it for to drink, to live, so they can live. And now this what this spring belongs to one city. It's, it's it's located in one city, and there's not enough water to go around. The residents of that city where the spring is take precedence. They get to drink and live, and the people from a next door city who may not have water all also don't have water. They don't have a right to take our water. The same thing of like two individuals that are walking in the desert, right? If someone has water and the other one doesn't, the one who has water has the right to drink it. Um, okay. And similarly, let's say there's there's enough water for people to drink. Now we're talking about water that's dirtier that animals would drink, but not humans. And so now that's also limited. Um, and we have we have animal water in our city, and you guys in your city, you also need water for your animals. We don't have to share it if we don't have extra, um, because our animals take precedence over your animals. And third case, and if there's, let's say, very dirty water, you know, people in those days, they would use water for a lot of things, and they would keep reusing it. Um, after they washed themselves, then they would uh, use it to wash the floor, and then uh, um, um, they use it to wash the the clothing. And after they wash the clothing, then they use it to wash the floor. So you have water that's um, that uh, is good enough for washing clothes, but not good enough for anyone to drink, not even animals. Um, okay, but now we don't even have that much of that water, and we have to make a choice. We can do our own laundry, or we can give it to the next city so that they can do their laundry. We take precedence. It's our laundry water. We use it. Um, uh, however, if it's different levels and they the other city needs it to drink they don't even have water for basic drinking and we need water the the same water we have some clean water and but we need it for washing we have enough water for for drinking ourselves we have enough water for animals but we don't have enough water for for laundry in that case their lives, them, the the other humans drinking the water takes precedence over our laundry. Okay, so only if it's the same level, then ours take precedence. But if their need is a greater need, a human need, that takes precedence over having clean clothing. All that is Tanakama. However, the Biyose Omer Kibi Satan Kodemet Lechaya Acherim. He says, no, um, there... Uh, uh, laundry takes precedence over the lives of others. Meaning, if we only have a limited amount of water, we get to use it in our city for our laundry, even if you and your city don't even have enough water to drink. Our laundry 
takes precedence over your lives. Now this doesn't make sense. Why should laundry take precedence uh, precedence over someone's life? It's not just that you that you look nice um, and have uh, and don't have uh, um, stains, right? Stains is uh, walking around with stains is not as important as your life, but rather it's because Biose thinks that it's dangerous to walk around with dirty clothing. We're not talking about nowadays that we you know we we wash something after we wear it for for a half hour. We're talking about you know then they would wash every. You know, if it becomes really dirty, then they would wash it. And if you if you go around and um, wear clothing that is dirty, it's going to cause uh, a danger. It's going to uh, attract uh, uh, filth and germs and and, um, uh, and boils and who knows what. And so, uh, having dirty clothing is essential to life, um, and uh, and that takes precedence over someone else's actually drinking actual drinking water. Okay, now hashtag kevisam say yesh basad. Now here's our question. According to this uh, source, the Biose thinks that having laundered clothes, having unlaundered clothes, that would be an affliction. So if he says that guf kulo lokol sheken, not bathing one's entire body, would should, wouldn't the Biose certainly agree that that would be an affliction? And yet, remember in our Mishnah, um, the Biyoseh said, what, not washing for a little while? That's no big deal. That's not an affliction. Not, not eating any fruit. That's called an affliction. So how could it be that a Biyoseh would say that not washing one's body is okay? It's not an affliction. But not washing one's clothing, that's an affliction. That does not make any sense. And we answer, Amre'in, Kibisa Alima Lidabiose. Yes, Biose says exactly. Having a, a, a dirty laundry is worse than having a dirty body. Damashimuel, Hai Irbubita de Resha, Machali de Avida. Irbubita de Mane, Machali de Shi Amumita. Irbubita de Gufa, Machali de Shihane Vehibe. We can prove it from Shimuel, who was, remember, a doctor. He knew a lot about health. And he said, if you have dirt on your head, that will lead to blindness. If someone has dirt on his clothing, it leads to madness. Dirt on one's body leads to boils and sores. So which is worse? Blindness and madness? That is worse than boils and sores. So if you have a dirty body, you get boils and sores. Um, that's not such a big deal. But having dirty clothing, and that leads to madness, that is much worse. And so, yes, in fact, the B.O. says, says, having not washing for a while, well, that's okay. That's not such an affliction. Uh, whereas having dirty clothing, that is very dangerous. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.